Hey everybody, we're live. It's the waiting for next year.com podcast. We're part of the evergreen podcast network. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on your podcast feed. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm here with Josh Paloha and we are going to talk uh, NFL football. Uh, it's not really Cleveland related, but we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to maybe talk a little bit about the championship weekend games and the Super Bowl matchup and maybe a little bit about Super Bowl food. How's it going, Josh? Great. It's weird being on this podcast and not having to do the intro. I kind of like it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like uh, kind of a, a fun thing that all of a sudden you're you're an experienced podcast host after just what, like two, three months, three, four months. If that's what you call it. Yeah. Joe and I threw something together and the Browns started winning. So we had to continue it. No, it's great. It's uh, you know, you were, you were saying, Hey, I want to do podcasting. Hey, I want to do podcasting. I'm like, cool. You do some podcasting, man. We need more hosts, you know, more voices on the channel. It's, it's been fun. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. Yeah, you can. I guess you can never have too many voices, right? Especially, especially during Brown season when they're actually winning, you can never talk too much Browns, both on the site and then podcasting and just wherever. Unless it, we won't even talk about the Deshaun Watson trade rumors because that's bad Browns news. But yeah. you can never talk too much Browns. I think it's non-Browns news. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. I mean, True. it's like that. I agree. It's like the the echoes of old Browns teams where we always coveted other other rosters and other players from other cities. The Browns have their own players now. And is is Deshaun Watson better than Baker Mayfield? Yeah, probably at this point. But 
Like, it's just, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. If you brought 100% of the Browns roster back next year, and you, you would never do that, you'd make some improvements on defense. But if you did, it would be okay. I'd be more okay with it as a Browns fan than I would as a Bengals fan or a Steelers fan. And so that's, that's kind of where we are. And if you're talking 100%, that also means players getting healthy. So technically, even if the Browns don't make any changes, they're still getting better because they get so many guys back, especially defensively. But in all, in all, you know, in, but we all know they're going to make changes. Let's be they're honest. They're going to make changes. They're going to improve that defense. Yes. But we're not talking about the Browns. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Now, first of all, who, who did you want to be playing in the Super Bowl? Did, did you end up with a matchup that you always hoped for? Honestly, I felt like it was, I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. I think he's, He's been in what, like three straight cha- NFC championships and has gone 0 and 3 or whatever it is. I wanted to see him in it, but I, it would also be cool. Well, I guess not cool, but if the Chiefs win it all, the, the Browns could say, well, we lost to the Super Bowl champion. What are we going to do? Yeah, my, my heart wanted both Buffalo and Green Bay. <laughs> and so <laughs> I still think it could be a good game. I still think it would be a fun game, but based on the way I felt on championship weekend after the Browns were eliminated, I got none of the teams I wanted. So true. I, yeah, for some reason, the Buffalo bills completely just escaped my memory. Um, yeah. I mean, if any t- team deserved to win it this year, besides the Browns, it's the bills. So seeing them go out like they did. And I'm not even one of fun. those Josh Allen stands or whatever. Like I, I'm not a big fan. I I'm really impressed with the way he improved his game. But I still think I still have major questions about his abilities to win in the NFL long term. I think that it's a great story and it would have been an even better story if they make it to the Super Bowl. And and certainly, you know, much like the Browns shouldn't make any changes at quarterback this offseason, the Bills shouldn't even think about it either, which is great. Like it's a great feeling. But that said, I I how much confidence do you have that the bills that Josh Allen's going to have a better overall career when it's all said and done than like Baker Mayfield or Joe Burrow or fill in the blank. I feel the same way about Lamar Jackson, by the way, Lamar Jackson is ridiculously impressive MVP season uh, last year and, and did amazing things. But like, honestly, when it's all said and done, I don't have that much confidence that he's going to have this, this much, much superior career than I, I I have no confidence interval that he's going to have a better career than Ben Roethlisberger. Um, And I think it's a a coin toss between him and Baker Mayfield at this point. Yeah, I guess you could say, well, as far as Josh Allen goes, Buffalo, I guess a year later than the Browns did, they got Stefan Diggs and he turned into what the Browns are hoping OBJ would turn into in the year one. He was like the, I get, you could say Josh Allen was decent, but I think part of his development this season was because of Stefan Diggs. I mean, he led the NFL in receiving. And like I said, he was everything that the Browns wish OBJ was going to be, which hopefully he still can be with the Browns, but Diggs was everything and then some, and he helped his quarterback develop the way he did, as we saw. I mean, Josh Allen went from like, uh, is he a bust to an NFL MVP candidate in one season? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And, and the 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 Browns kind of took two shots at the the Stephon Diggs thing, you know, with they they solidified the position with uh, Jarvis Landry, and then they they uh, you know. Um, 
John Dorsey takes a moonshot with uh, OBJ. And that was supposed to put him over, over, over the top. But the fact that the Browns got as far as they did goes to show how how successful it was to to lure that um, that steady guy first, just like they did with um, with uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can relay this back to the Cavs this season too. When Kevin Love comes back and is healthy, he's not going to be the star anymore i guess he still is a star but he has to incorporate himself into the offense and make the offense work with him the offense shouldn't have to work with kevin love he has to work with the offense the same could be said for obj the browns baker mayfield everyone on the browns offense proved that they can do well without him so now if he wants to come back and be successful he has to incorporate himself into the offense the offense shouldn't evolve around him anymore yeah yeah it it really it it could end up being just a an amazing story where not that you ever want anybody to get hurt, but OBJ misses enough time so that everybody else gets comfortable into the offense. And so that by the time he comes back for next season, he just, he fits in as the dangerous weapon. Who's the, cause I think there's a major issue with Baker trying to force him the ball and trying to trying to do right by OBJ. And so a lot of those conversations like Baker Mayfield's better without Odell Beckham jr. Not real. I mean, maybe, but if that's the case, it's not Odell Beckham's fault. It's it's Baker's fault, and Baker getting a chance to learn this offense, to get used to Kevin Stefanski, to Stefanski, to get used to playing in this style, might actually pay dividends to his and OBJ's on-field relationship down the road. But this idea that that OBJ is not a good fit or not a good player, I mean, I don't have time for stuff like that. I mean, even when he was having like a technically bad season, I'd still consider him a top 10 receiver in the NFL. It's just that he wasn't put. I feel like Baker, like you said, Baker was forcing him the ball rather than just getting OBJ involved in the offense when he can be involved in the offense instead of force feeding him. I, I just feel like next season, if OBJ can be a much more improved DPJ, from OBJ to beat DPJ. Imagine how good this offense can be if OBJ is filling in in Donovan Peoples Jones spot, and you have you actually have to worry about the deep ball threat rather than a rookie. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, DPJ was really good this year, but imagine if Odell Beckham fills in in that same exact role. I mean, that's just another weapon for Baker in the offense. What's crazy is just how Browns fans have have tried to get used to an off season where. <laughs> you don't need to make wholesale changes and you don't need to covet every player on the waiver wire and the free it's weird market. They, I, it's like, it's like, I don't know what to do with my hands when I'm taking a picture. Browns fans don't know what to do with themselves. If they don't need to chop out whole, whole parts of the, of the offense or defense. Um, all right. Super bowl, super bowl, super bowl. So we didn't, I didn't get Aaron Rodgers. I didn't get the Buffalo bills over two. I know. So we end up with the Kansas City Chiefs. We get Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Um, you know, they're going to try and pretend that this is an interesting story of Tom Brady coming back to the Super Bowl because um, he's the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT. We got it. We got it. I think Tom Brady's kind of a dork, but, um, you know, he's undeniably great. And I just, but I, do you really care about all the, 
all the Tom Brady storylines or I, not that you're going to be like sick of Tom Brady or, or I, I don't know. It's going to be the dominating storyline of the week. And like, I'm hoping it's a good game, but football is such a team sport that I, you know, I'm not sure what it really all means. I feel like the Tom Brady goat conversation is overstated because no matter what happens on, I got, I was to say Sunday and two Sundays, he's still the goat. I mean, he literally just picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the, the off season. and was like, Hey, I'm going to take you guys to the super bowl and boom, here they are. I don't know. So That's I feel an like oversimplification. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But I, they have obviously a bunch of weapons at wide receiver and they're really good. But when he, he chose a coach that had a track record for knowing how to do stuff. But he like went, but he learned a brand new, I guess it's Tom Brady too, but he learned like a brand new offense and just took, but then again, when you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, Antonio Brown, I mean, they have so many weapons on the offense too, but I, I used to hate Tom Brady. I'll be honest. I used to hate Tom Brady, not because he went to Michigan. I don't care about that. I for sure hated Tom Brady. Yeah. But I feel like I don't anymore. Especially get, seeing this human side of him, where like he went out to Drew Brees and his kids. When obviously, well, most likely it, it was Drew Brees' last game in the Superdome. And then after this Sunday's past Sunday's game, when he uh, said, "Hey, can I just see my son or say hey to my son?" I feel like seeing that human side of Tom Brady makes me like respect him a little bit and not like him, but like not hate him. I guess you'd say. I mean, did you find that surprising? No, but it was just cool to see the human side of the goat i guess in football terms i I, i'm just not i'm just not that interested in that stuff and and i kind of was like i know it's not a popular take but when everybody was losing their mind over drew Brees, drew Brees, like we've been celebrating drew Brees for 10 years like get get a hold of yourselves we knew this day was coming like true i know he's a wonderful guy i know i i really i do like he's a wonderful dude he's had an amazing career but like, uh, okay. So what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I, I see where you're coming from. It, there's like this, there's, there's this, and, and a lot of it had just has to do with being on social media, but like, can everybody just stop falling all over themselves all the time? Can we just, just calm down? That's what social media is all about. It's all about like falling in over yourselves over videos and like reposting them or just like, hating on people that's literally like, all social media is nowadays well and i don't want to hate on drew Brees, and i didn't but not every like in high school you had the senior superlatives like who's the best at this who's the greatest at that who's most likely to be the greatest at this and it seems like we have to do that every week in the nfl or every year every time somebody retires you know, we, we have to, we have to put them on a pedestal. Every time somebody dies, they have to be the greatest person who ever lived that we didn't nearly appreciate enough when they were living. And it's just like, I, I've en- enough of the superlatives. Drew Brees I, is a great quarterback. I agree. He's a great agree. quarterback. He deserves celebration, but I'm not falling all over myself because he, he, you know, he, he ended his career this past week, two weeks ago. I, I get where you're coming from. I just like seeing the human side of professional, not only professional athletes, but like stars. But I, I definitely get where you're coming from. Yeah. All right. So we've got Patrick Mahomes and then uh, our good friend Democo. 
Yeah. Patrick Tom, Mahomes is more hateable than Tom Brady. I think I, I'm going to be totally against that. And true I or false, love you. Josh? True or false? false? It's like our new segment. False. Patrick Mahomes. I feel like Davis is trolling us, but it's like hard to hate on him. Like, what is there to hate about Patrick Mahomes? All right. So here's the thing. I I think it's currently false, but I think in the long run, Dave's going to be right. I think by the time it's don't, all no, done, don't ever say Dave is right. He's a whole thing against us forever. I think by that I need to go with intellectual honesty. By the time it's all said and done, we are going to hate Patrick Mahomes so much more than we ever hated Tom Brady. Is that because Patrick Mahomes, now that the Browns are good, Patrick Mahomes might keep the Browns out of the Super Bowl? Or why no. is that? No, I just think his act. You know, Tom Brady was a little bit quieter. There was more mystique. He wasn't on every commercial. He wasn't really pumping himself up all the time. Tom Brady really flirted with ruining all that stuff with the TB12 in the last couple of years, but he didn't do any of that for like the first 15 years of his career or something. Wait, if we're talking about quarterbacks and commercials, then. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> okay. We're not going to do that. No, but all I right. feel like. Yeah. I've. It's hard to hate on Patrick Mahomes. The only reason I'd hate him is if he keeps the Browns out of the Super Bowl more times than once. And but he did not different. keep the Browns out of the Super Bowl this year because it was all freaking Chad Henney. But we'll, we won't talk about that. But, but we're, not, we're not talking about like the way we hated John Elway. Or I hated John Elway. You're too young. I hated yeah, I John really Elway. But I didn't apply that to like a national everybody hates John Elway. That was a very Cleveland-specific thing that I didn't expect the entire world to apply to. When we talk about Tom Brady, it's different than when my wife talks about Tom Brady because she was a Peyton Manning fan. Um, but Tom, you know, we're talking about the national, the national. We're not talking about Patrick Mahomes keeps the Browns out of the playoffs so we've got a personal vendetta against the dude. That's possible. We're talking about, let's pretend like all things being equal, we're the neutral observers on a national perspective. I really think that that the Mahomes vibe is going to wear thinner potentially or could wear thinner than the Tom Brady one because he is out there. He is Mr. State Farm. He is all over the place. Yeah, I guess the commercial side, but then again, I don't know. It's just, like I said, it was one of the things that people held against Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was on 75 commercials all the time. Um, way overexposed, at least in relation to what Tom Brady ever did. Yeah, I, yeah. Now that you say that, has Tom Brady like ever been on that commercial? But then again, does he need to be? I mean, he's making enough money. His family makes enough money. He doesn't really need to be on commercials. But yeah, ever since you brought up commercials, I can't name a Tom Brady commercial to be honest. And how many Peyton Manning commercials can you name? You know, you cut uh, meat. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Yeah. My favorite ones though were the ESPN ones where it was him and Eli. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess if from that side, I guess you can hate on Patrick Mahomes, but just from like a football only only perspective, it's hard to hate on a guy that literally does anything and everything on the field. All right. So let's talk a little betting. The Super Bowl is the Chiefs, Buccaneers. Were you surprised that the Chiefs were only three and a half point underdogs? No, they're favorites, aren't they? Oh, I'm sorry. 
Sorry, the, the I was Chiefs saying, you were three me. and a half point favorites. I'm sorry. I feel like on a neutral field, it would be more. But you have to remember that it's a home game for Tampa Bay. And probably I'd say the majority of fans, I mean, they're allowing, what, 18,000 fans? It's got to be at least 15,000 Tampa Bay, right? So they oh. basically are going to have home field advantage. There's never that many home fans for a Super Bowl. Yeah, but that's when it's a neutral field. It's literally in Tampa Bay. I think, well, either way, I think that Vegas has taken that into effect because when you're the home team, I think it's different numbers for NFL and CAA, but I think for the NFL, you get four points as the home team. So even if you say they're giving the Buccaneers three points, then on a neutral field, they'd be Chiefs by six, not by three. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is that we should treat this because, in essence, it's a Buccaneers home game. We should treat this like a six or a six and a half point line. I think so. if it was on a true neutral field, it would be like a probably like a six point line. But in your heart, in your soul, as you're looking at this game with a hundred dollars in your hands, are Chiefs, you treating all it, the way? Yeah, you're not treating. I'm not either. No. I, I, I would, I would bet the Chiefs as a six point favorite. It's actually interesting because seventy nine percent of the money is on Chiefs minus three right now, but somehow. It opened at Chiefs three and a half, and now it's at Chiefs minus three. So I don't know how the numbers went down, but they're getting literally 80% of the money. But then again, I'm not Vegas. But yes, if I had $100, I would definitely put it on Chiefs minus three. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I'm I, I'm surprised by it. I thought the line would have been bigger. But then again, it's not, as you and I know, lines aren't necessarily meant to describe the actual game they're designed to attract the most number of betters yep and you know i mean even i we won't even talk about the super bowl last week when um conor mcgregor he was a huge favorite and like 80 percent of the money was still going on mcgregor and vegas made a ton of money when he lost and i feel like maybe that's where they're trying to lean toward now maybe they're hoping that tampa bay wins outright or even covers and 80 percent of the money's on kansas city right now i never it's hard to question vegas so whatever they say vegas knows all right so the over under is 56 points what do you think about that in the nfl especially this year it's hard to not go over Especially it really Kansas is. City. Although I gotta think that the Super Bowl is gonna be a, a tighter game than that. Yeah. I mean, because 56, so they're basically thinking that it's gonna be like a 30 to 27 game. Which I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's hard it's hard to because Tom Brady could have the perfect game plan to like the Browns were trying to do is keep Mahomes off the field. Maybe Tampa Bay is gonna come up with a game plan to have limit possessions. And if they do that, obviously it's low scoring. But it's just so hard to bet the under on any game in the NFL this season, especially a freaking Browns game. Well, let's be honest. Just like betting the under is never fun. True, true. I've experienced that. I mean, I it's probably like, no, don't score. I probably should have bet the under a couple of times this season on the Browns just based on weather reports. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's not fun. Rooting for people not to score is just not it's just not anywhere near as much fun as rooting for more and more and more scoring. Yeah. Besides golf, there's literally like you want as much scoring as like you want the highest numbers as possible. 
unless obviously you're betting the under, but like one of those baseball losers who likes a pitcher's duel. <laughs> yeah, like being I'm looking right game. at you, dairy bros. <laughs> I feel like being at a perfect mm-hmm. game would be pretty cool, but I'd much I'd much rather be at a game where it's like a twenty to nineteen final than a perfect game. I don't know. In all in Maybe all fairness, in even even the dairy bros don't like a pitcher's duel in football. <laughs> they only like a pitcher's True. duel in baseball. True. Hey, and sp- we don't even the Indians are going to need a lot of pitchers duels this year, but we won't even just we won't even get into that. Uh oh, I see another. I need. I see a third person waiting in the lobby. By the way. Oh, here we go. Oh, here, Patrick Mahomes is the worst quarterback ever. He plays for the Chiefs. That's all you need to know. Like I, I don't like this. For those I, just listening, Dave hi, Sterling has joined the podcast. <laughs> hi, everybody. I wasn't doing anything, and you weren't reading enough of my comments, so I'm here now. <laughs> yes, we did. We you even... read one out of the three. First of okay. all, the we, other need one rehabil- okay. we need to rehabilitate Kevin Porter Jr. so we can have OBJ, uh, DPJ, and KPJ all on the same team. All right, get rid of Josh Gordon. Bring on Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> Just whoever was working with Josh Gordon, have them start working on Kevin Porter Jr. That Andrew, works out. Andrew Barry, we that works got, out really well. We've got <laughs> roster decisions based on initials. Yeah. Okay. The only thing about Patrick Mahomes, and then I'll let you guys keep talking because I'm enjoying it. But the problem, I don't like that the kind of NBAification of the NFL. I don't like the, oh, you're supposed to be the fan of the whole league and all that stuff. Is No, he's a quarterback for a team that's not my team. I'm not going to like him. Like, Do I think he has a lot of talent? Yes. Do I want him to throw a lot more interceptions? Yes, I do. And so while I acknowledge the talent, it's easy. Oh, he's to not going to. Throw a lot of interceptions? Who knows? But I – this is the cheesiest thing I'll say all night. As a dad, seeing him go talk to Drew Brees' kids and stuff after the game and throw passes and telling them to be nice to your sister and all that stuff, that just – I've always hated Tom Brady until this year when I was just a little bit indifferent. And then you see at the end, oh, he is kind of a nice guy when Bill Belichick's not around. And <laughs> Wait, so Dave and I disagreed on something while disagreeing on something all I- – this is like a whole new world to me right now. Dave yeah. and I just agreed on a podcast together for the first yeah. time. We're on a podcast for the first time together, and we That's agree that Tom Brady isn't hateable. Yeah, and maybe it was just Belichick the whole time. But I want to I want to talk about your other point. The and and I I, I like that you called it the NBAification because I love that made up word. Spell there's, it. There's something about I, I typed it out a couple of times and then. N-B-A-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. N-B-A-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. I love how Dave makes up words and they turn into like really cool words. It's no, really but this is but this is a real issue. This is a real thing. Oh, I so, agree. And I this is why this is why I have so much trouble with national NBA reporters who treat the league like our league. You know, they hear LeBron, they hear all these people talking about our league, players first, our league, our league. And I like players too. Uh, I I want players to get their money. Some of my them... favorite players are players. Exactly, I support them. But this this idea that 
it, it just puts fans last, 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 last. And I know that owner owners, team owners aren't sympathetic. I get it. But if you look at the, the priorities of owners and the priorities of fans, they're more aligned. And so by being pro player and anti owner, you're kind of in a way being anti fan and any fan who's like, Oh no, I, I don't care that that guy has a twisted ankle and is going to miss 10 days. You're the worst fan in the world because the, you know, the, the league needs the warriors to be talented. The world, well, the, the world needs the Knicks to be relevant. The world's a better place when the Knicks are relevant. Knicks oh haven't. my God. The world is, is a better place when the Knicks are relevant. When was the last time the Knicks were relevant? So maybe that's why this world kind of stinks right now. Cause the Knicks haven't been relevant in, in decades. You, beside the point, Josh, you're, you're <laughs> missing the point. Well, no, I get where you're coming from though. I get where you're coming from. And the, the thing about the owners. Yeah. It's if you happen to live in a city, that's not appealing to like a 23 year old athlete. Then the only thing you have as a fan slash owner is a contract that someone will honor. And so if you don't have to honor your contracts anymore, then there's nothing keeping you in on the Indiana Pacers, say, or Cleveland Cavaliers, say, unless you like what's happening or you happen to have lived 45 minutes south of there for most of your life. So you're uh, Colin Sexton doesn't live 45 minutes south of Cleveland. (laughs) No, but it, but he's also. I, I was talking deal. about the second greatest player of all time, LeBron James. Okay, okay. No, but it's it's an interesting point because you know even six seven years ago, we were talking about, well, how can the Cavaliers turn it around? Well, we've got the the pace the the Spurs model. We've got this model. There is no longer a model. Yeah. There is no model. The model is build your team around Colin Sexton. Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, and Jared Allen. That's the model that everyone has to drop right now. Larry, goddamn. Oh, Larry, Larry Nance. Larry Nance Jr. Cannot forget about him. Sorry. It's okay. Craig's wearing the shirt. So, yeah, I love that shirt, by the way. See the shop. Oh, in the original artwork, I didn't see the shop part. So I just thought it was a shirt that said Greg for a while. But now I I knew what it was. (laughs) What if I wish that shirt to say. Greg. Just get a Greg shirt. Greg realm. <laughs> Be like, oh yeah, I, I meant to say Craig, but it says Greg. I, I mispronounced I my name on my shirt. Yeah. All right. So actually, Dave, this is a perfect uh, uh, topic for you to jump in on because we were going to finish. Yeah. We we're going to finish, and I'm going to let Josh. Guys. I'm going to let Josh go first, but we're talking about Super Bowl food because. We've we've never gotten to watch our team in the Super Bowl, so we've oh, spent oh, a, sure. we spent a lot of time perfecting the spread. Before the food, I'm gonna straight up admit that I am that guy who wears a Browns jersey to a Super Bowl party. <laughs> I am that guy. I well, will at least next year it. though you'll you'll be rude, you'll be wearing a team yeah. that's in the Super Bowl though. Exactly. That's great. I will be relevant finally at a Super Bowl party. But I will admit that I'm that guy. Okay. All right. Hold on. Before you go on, what jersey? Who? What player? Um, Tim Couch. <laughs> my 
Well, William Green. Last year was a well. I'm going Lee Suggs if I'm going classic player. Lee I'm, Suggs. I was gonna get to him eventually. I was just <laughs> going down the running back. The running portal. back tree. Yeah. The Jerome Harrison number thirty-five jersey. Wait, you have Lee Suggs and Jerome Harrison? I don't have either of those. Oh, no. <laughs> I was gonna say, holy cow, you really do love your Browns running backs. Well, you, never ends. Uh, you'll find if you uh, get married one day, Josh, that your wife's enthusiasm for your expired jerseys is uh, less than your own. That's why you have so many expired jerseys because your wife doesn't allow you to pay for the actual ones, so you have to get them like fifty percent off. Well, that's too. <laughs> there, you can get an excellent deal on a Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, on clevelandbrowns.com right now. Deshaun Kaiser, that's like seven quarterbacks ago. Okay, come on. <laughs> Craig knows that Deshaun Kaiser's living a fine life right now. Thanks, Sashi. <laughs> How do we, all this talk, and we have to include thanks, Sashi, and it makes sense. Hey, anytime <laughs> Deshaun Kaiser comes up. All right, so food. Trust me on this one, Craig. Trust me. Food. Sorry, All right. So that. I'll go first. I usually yeah. go to parties and I don't cook just whatever is supplied. I eat because I'm a big dude. So, but what do you like? There. You can never go wrong with pizza unless it's Papa John's, but that's another hot take. Um, so here's, here's an issue. Pizza, Super Bowl pizza, part- pizza. Hang on. Super Bowl party pizza. The issue is that what time do you order it? Yeah. And if it's sat ar- if it's sitting around too long, all of a sudden the Super Bowl party pizza is a little bit lesser than because pizza is always better really really fresh or, or cold or the next day. Well, sometimes it's a sheet pizza too if you're going to a larger party and yep. then you get one of those inside squares with no crust. Oh, ooh. Yeah, that's no See, good. I I will eat an inside square if it's fresh. But in, yeah. an, an inside square 47 minutes after it's been opened, no mm-hmm. no bueno. I like how you just use like the exact 47 minutes to like you've experienced this before. I've done the math. No, but seriously, um, I don't think I've ever actually had pizza for the Super Bowl. It's usually just like a bunch of apps like Buffalo Chicken Dip, stuff like that. But this year it's definitely going to be pizza just because COVID and COVID. That and I'll, I'll have to give a shout out. Ohio. Ohio pie is, I don't know if you guys have had Ohio pie before in Brunswick. If you're from Northeast Ohio, go to Ohio pie. It is delicious. It's a, it's a a close favorite of one of the very good friends of the podcast. Okay. Pants. So uh, I believe he uh, did all the artwork and design work for that pizza shop. So um, I will just give it a blind recommendation based on that. Uh, (laughs) But the, the Buffalo chicken dips are key. That's one that, like, if you're eating it in the third quarter, you're still pretty happy. Yeah. Unless it's like hardened up, where if you it's this if it's like hardened up, it's not really that good anymore. But until but then, much it's like great. pizza, much like pizza, chicken wings are tough because chicken wings need to be the, eaten relatively fresh. Well, See, the, key, the key here, though, this year especially, is not just timing so it's fresh, but timing so you get it and it's not the third quarter of the game. Because everyone in the goddamn world, I, I had a fun experience of a bunch of people who tried to do an online order from Quaker Steak the day of the Super Bowl. And I called because I wasn't going to trust their online ordering system. So I, they had a giant table set up where everyone would come and get their wings. And there were people who had been there for 
literal hours waiting on their chicken wings. And I walked in, got mine and left, but those people just kind of trusted the online ordering system and, oh yeah, it'll be ready in minutes. Those people were talking shit about you the entire time you walked out. Oh, 100%. And you know what I did? I walked out of where with my chicken wings and said, have a great day, everybody. <laughs> I would have opened up the box and started eating them as I was walking out. <laughs> Just sit right like, down. Man, these are really good fresh. I don't mind chicken wings not fresh, though. Like warm, hot, warm, or cold, I'll eat chicken wings. Is that yeah, bad? No, I don't I don't like cold chicken wings. I'm out. Really? I like what about cold fried chicken? Yes. Cold fried chicken is a compromise. I don't think I've oh I guess I have. I see I like any of that stuff. I like pizza cold, wings cold. I'm a bone I'll be honest. Uh this this might be a hot take too. I'm I already see Dave's face because I already said the first I know word. what's coming. Chicken nuggets, coming. here we go. <laughs> Boneless wins. Just because they're so much easier to eat. Chicken nuggets plus sauce. Everybody loves them, but they're not wings. Yeah, and I'm fine. Yeah, I'm not anti-boneless chicken nuggets, but they're just – that's fine. Enjoy them. Wait, but you just call them boneless chicken nuggets? That's what they are. Actually, I was – about 12 years ago, I was in China, and uh, I took – I feel like this isn't going to be good. This is not going to be good. (laughs) Well – Here's the difference between the way a Chinese family would eat and the way uh, I would say Americans, Europeans would eat. So they have a big table, the big Lazy Susan with a bunch of different dishes on it. And I was just mostly looking for something I recognized. And I thought I saw what I thought was, you know, just little fried chunks of chicken, which it was. But like in America, once something goes in your mouth, Food-wise, you eat it, and then that's it. But in China, oh, there's bones in that chicken nugget. So you eat it, and then you spit the bone out. And so I took a big old chomper of this, what I thought was a chicken nugget, because it was something I recognized. And it was chicken, but there was also just chicken bone in there. And everybody at the table is eating and then taking stuff out of their mouth. I'm like, oh, that's not... So anyway, I got really good with chopsticks because there were peanuts and they were the only thing that I could like definitively say, all right, I know I'm going to like peanuts. So if you can get a peanut on a Lazy Susan so chopsticks. I'm a, I'm did the su- peanuts somehow su- have bones in them? <laughs> the peanuts did not, no. <laughs> I'm a super picky eater, and I was even more so back in like college. And I remember going to uh, dim sum with some friends of mine in Boston. And I, I just remember like the parade of food would just go by and, and by Craig's and just by. Going, I'm going, yeah. <laughs> nope. Yep. I not don't that like one. that. <laughs> and there's a reason like, now why Craig's skinny and I'm not. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was more like. Josh and I are going, oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Bring it in. Come on. Oh, uh, are you coming around again? Thank you. <laughs> I was like, is there something with noodles? Ooh, I, I missed you the noodles. first time. <laughs> it's like the, the polar opposite of the Brazilian steakhouse where you eat everything. Yeah. I was eating nothing. <laughs> Dim sum. Maybe I no, need to I, go on the Boston diet sometime. Oh, but speaking of, oh, go on, Dave. You guys need to talk about your Super Bowl food too. Well, I appreciate at at a party the boneless wing because if you're sitting on a couch, someone else's couch, exactly, and you're trying to eat wings, that's no good. Well, my we went to a last year for the 
the uh, the Ohio State playoff game, we went to my sister-in-law's house. Go beach nuts. <laughs> yeah, you're and, talking the number one Ohio State fan in the world is talking right now, but continue, Dave. Yeah, go ahead. No, you. I'm talking about you. Oh, right. I'm a big I'm a big beach nut warrior. Um, a BBW all the way. Um, <laughs> you guys haven't put that together yet? Come on. Uh, <laughs> um, so we go over to my sister-in-law's house, and I've like I literally made pulled pork and pulled pork sandwiches in the crock pot, and I get a sandwich made and I go, and my sister-in-law has two white couches. And I'm like, what? What are we supposed to do here? So in that situation, the buffalo wing, the boneless wing is a superior product because you just got a fork. You don't need to worry about the bones, napkins. Thank you. You don't even you could have just ended at the boneless wing is the superior product. And in that situation, like in a restaurant, it's it's real wings all the way. No, in a restaurant though, they're like same with ribs. I love ribs, but I can never eat them in a restaurant setting. You know what I mean? Unless I have like wipes right next to me, because well, I just it's, they're I, so good, but it's so messy. There's a barbecue restaurant near me that uh, just puts a roll of paper towels at every at every seat. So there's just okay, just pull off a big uh, wait, roll of you, brown. What barbecue? Famous Dave's? Because I know Famous Dave's does that. Uh, well, I guess it's probably a lot of barbecue places. This is uh, what is it called? No, I can't remember. Anything Jimmy's barbecue back, though? Jimmy's back, backyard. Uh, barbecue in Cuyahoga Falls. I so, love barbecue. I put barbecue on anything, to be honest. Now I'm hungry, guys. I, I ate dinner earlier. Yeah, no. I like how Dave said he was just getting on here to talk Patrick Mahomes, and now he's still <laughs> on here talking about food, and now we're all hungry. Well, all right. So my turn. Yeah. Yes, so. Anything in a crock pot. I, I'll do the buffalo chicken dip in a crock pot. I'll do chili in the crock pot. Um, and then the, the one alteration there anytime you can make a baked baked pasta of some kind whether it's a baked ziti with Hmm. with a melted cheese on top or a lasagna something like that um it stays fresher longer and i'm all about that really what i want during a super bowl is i want to be uncomfortably full yeah i don't want to snack i don't want to eat carrot sticks and hummus i want to be that's way too healthy I, I do want to be comfortably full. With, I want carrot sticks with ranch, though. I would do that. I'll have a couple of carrot sticks with ranch. I, I was going to say the crock pot was key for Super Bowl because um, it is meatballs, it is, like meatballs and barbecue sauce. Yes, oh, yeah. the best. You just Those are so good. Pick. Yeah. All right. So, since we're on Super Bowl food talk, when the Browns are in the Super Bowl next year, I guess we can talk about this next year at this time. Are we going to eat until we're uncomfortably like, Vomiting. Uh, well, yeah, what are we gonna do? Game I'm not gonna eat anything at all. I'm gonna be sitting alone in my basement, not talking <laughs> Wait, to anybody. This, it's gonna be a miserable two weeks, to be honest. Oh Why does the Super Bowl have to be two weeks from the championship Sunday? The 2016 game seven, I didn't eat anything, and I was with a group of people. It was just sitting there, kind of doubled over, nervous. That just yeah, the the, the hunger never came that night. But imagine like the two week lead up though. Yeah. Like, are we really gonna? I won't be nervous for the two weeks, but like a couple hours before game time, it's be like, holy cow, the Browns are in the freaking Super Bowl. I definitely woke up this past Sunday somewhat bummed that the Browns weren't playing, but also fairly relieved that the Browns weren't playing. 
Like, I think as fans, we need to have our, our playoff experience to learn how to deal with it. Yeah, you would always prefer that your team keep going. But if, if they've lost, you can appreciate the relief of not having the pressure of another week of playoffs. Yes. Um, I, but I need, to, I need to stop you guys because I didn't finish. Oh, so sorry. last year, last year when, you know, because this was pre-pandemic. Just barely, pandem- yeah. The pandemic didn't start till March, thankfully. Um, I did an old school nacho bar. So I went online and I ordered that liquid cheese, the liquid nacho cheese, like you would get at a gas station or at uh, Mr. Hero or something. And I loaded that into a crock pot. I made four pounds of taco meat, you know, just, just cheap beef with, oh, with yeah. uh, uh, or not Ortega. I go with the other one, the blue package. Um, one of those taco seasoning packets the the salt like five different kinds of salsa the jalapenos and then all the you know the for people who like the white chips and then the the yellow corn chips and i had four or five different types of chips damn everybody was going down the line making their perfect plate of nachos i feel like you with as many perfect bites because when you have nachos you're looking for that perfect bite you want the right amount of cheese, beef, jalapeno, and everything in every single bite, as many times as you can do it. That's that's a Dimitri Martin joke about salads, that each bite of salad is an individual salad. <laughs> I didn't, I never heard because that. Because you're trying to get one of each ingredient on your fork every time. So it's the same with nachos. I cannot believe you just compared nachos to salad, but here we are. Hey. <laughs> I feel like you can't go wrong with nachos. Like, can you really? It's no. I feel like they're no matter what good, and you can only make them great. But no matter what, nachos are good. Well, especially had a bad nacho. When you have the bar, is the the only thing that can go wrong with nachos is the chips go soggy. And if you're making fresh every every True. time you head up there, you're you're golden. And they're completely customizable. So yeah. if if you like a little bit more taco meat, and I like a little more liquid cheese, and we both like a tiny bit of jalapeno, we're all happy. It's By the way, liquid me. cheese is good, but calling it liquid cheese just makes it sound disgusting. Can we call it queso? No, Please. man. No, it's nacho cheese. No, yeah, it's and, queso. And when you when you order it, like if you order it from, or even if you buy it, you know, on that special aisle at Walmart, it comes in a bag. It comes in a plastic bag. It's yeah. liquid cheese. It's designed to go into a dispenser. And I also yes. liked how you said you can get it at your either your gas station or your local Mister Hero. <laughs> Exactly. Very fresh for you. <laughs> well, I just, oh, that I, sounds so good, though. <laughs> grow, grow, growing up, we used to get those Mr. Hero waffle fries with the pumps. How many pumps of cheese do you want in your waffle fries? You can still get a cheese cup at Arby's to go with your curly fries. Okay, I'm going to tell a non-Super Bowl-related food story, but it is Cleveland sports-related. I'm just going to mute myself. One time in China. All right, go on. <laughs> no, no, this is local. So if you've heard... Um, either on Twitter or if you listen to the radio calls, if the Browns get an interception the following Monday at Arby's, you're supposed to get free small curly fries. 
So the first time that this happened and I decided to go to Arby's on a Monday and I went, hey, uh, do you have the free curly fries because of the Browns? And she goes, uh, oh, okay. Like she had not heard about this, but was not, not worried about that in the least. And then since I now watch Cavs games on illegal streams, they show the, uh, they show like the league pass feed, which stays at the arena during like the on court, like the dancing and Ahmad stuff and all that. And so in one of these segments, Ahmad said something about, Oh, well, the, since the other team missed two free throws in a row tomorrow, you can get free curly fries at Arby's. And so I was like, all right, well, they don't check tickets or anything like that. So uh, the day after that, this was this week, I went to Arby's and I said, Hey, do you have the free curly fries for the calves? And she goes, hold on, let me check. And then comes back. We haven't heard anything about that, but we're going to give them to you anyway. So you can make up whatever reason you want, and they will give you a free small curly fry at Arby's. Just say it's. I feel like this is the challenge. I feel like this should be hashtag the Dave challenge. I'm going to actually use it on, I'm going to use it for vaccines at Drug Mart. I'm going to (laughs) go, hey, the Cavs, this Cavs scored over 100 points. I get a free vaccine. The Can we create the challenge? So I should get <laughs> the Dave the Dave at Arby's challenge hashtag. No, the Dave at Arby's <laughs> challenge is to not have diarrhea the next day. That's the, <laughs> the Dave at Arby's challenge. So I wouldn't take it too I, far. I don't. I'm not even going to ask questions. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that be. Hey, you already said you didn't like Papa John's pizza, so we, you know, we're on the same. Yeah, thing. all right. Well, okay. oh, hang I thought on. you were going to say that you disagree. <laughs> and we're not, I'm, and I'm now we're on. Up. Now we're on the topic of Arby's. So, when uh, how long can we talk about Arby's? Holy I cow! Know, I know, right? We should never stop. So, growing up, Arby's like held this special place for me because when you're young and you're a teenager and your appetite is just never ending. You can eat as much as you want. We used to get the the five roast beef, so the five beef five and for cheddars. Five. Yeah. Wait, hold on. That goes away when you're older, because I still have that. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. All right, go on. For most of us. Um, so a couple of years ago, I'm about to turn 42 on February 10th because I'm old as shit. But when, so a couple of years ago, for my 40th birthday, we were hanging out with some friends at this one place, and down the street. You can say um, strip club. It's okay. It was not a strip club. I was with my kids. <laughs> That's oh, the code um, name Arby's. Right. Arby's. <laughs> it was like it was like one of those adult arcade places where I was playing skee ball like I was 14 ah, okay. again. It was really fun. Um, but we ate early and we stayed a long time. And so we were leaving and they're like, well, is there anything else you want to do on your birthday? I'm like, I want to hit Arby's on the way home. Solid. And so I pretended like I was 17 again. I got two roast beef, two beef and cheddar sandwiches, a giant curly fry, seasoned curly fry. But there's just something about Arby's that hits differently than the other fast food places. It's not a burger joint, and it it just it just doesn't matter how old you get. Like those Arby's sandwiches taste exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. The McDonald's fries don't taste the same as when I was a kid. Right. The, the the Burger King, the Wendy's, none of that stuff tastes the same as when I was a kid, but Arby's tastes exactly the same as when I was 17 years old. See, I don't like roast beef, though, so if I go to Arby's, I don't get roast beef, I get a chicken sandwich, to be honest. Is that bad of me? 
<laughs> you get a boneless buffalo wing sandwich. <laughs> I yeah, I, I asked for chicken. I asked for chicken nuggets with a bun on the top and the bun on the bottom. Yep. All right. Yeah, last yeah. but not least, let's finish this thing out, Dave. Dave, we we've we've already predicted. We've already talked about who we would bet on for the uh, Super Bowl. The, yeah. the Chiefs are three and a half point favorites. Who would you bet on? Well, I would. Uh... My first thought is uh, the famous John Boyce would say, never count out touchdown Tom. Uh, this will be interesting because I feel like, and this is 100% sour grapes, but I'm going to keep it going anyway. I feel like if you've seen the commercials with the, the Mahomes discount, the, the refs give the Chiefs defense the Mahomes discount. <laughs> my goodness so i if you notice they play the baltimore style of defense which is like all right well we'll hold and interfere on every play and we'll kind of see if they'll call it and that's kind of their style but when you're going up against the tom brady who's gonna get the refs you know what i mean brady brady nine times out of ten. yeah so it's gonna be i mean i think the refs are gonna have a lot of influence on the game I think the defense is going to get screwed no matter what. So we should just bet the over. That's might be the safe bet. But then didn't we all think that a few years ago when it was Patriots Rams and then it was like 17 to three or something like that. So I the don't Rams know. had a great defense. Do you know yeah. why it was 17 three? Cause Bill Belichick was holding Tom Brady back. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually don't think there's a defense playing on Sunday. Well, no. a week from Sunday, a chiefs, a chiefs fence. Yeah. I was not real happy with how the chiefs played defense. I was, it just seemed like, uh, they were getting away with a lot. And because Patrick Mahomes was on the other side, the refs were like, well, we'll be all right. And I guess the, you know, this is the Browns being there for the first time in a while. I mean, the relevance of the Browns and eventually just like the Cavs learned, you know, you'll eventually get those calls, but not today. Next year when they're in the Super Bowl, they will. Right. It's, exactly. the, right. it's the thing I miss the most about LeBron being gone. Yeah. Well, that was even in the, the second, um, the end of the first Cavs-Nets game. When we got Harden can take four steps and they'll, Kyrie can hit somebody in the face and they'll reverse it to make it James, look like he didn't. Yeah. James Harden literally created his own move. That's a travel. <laughs> But because it's a move now, it's not a travel. Like that yeah. explains all you need to know about James Harden. Even LeBron with his crab dribble couldn't pull that off. Right. I love how this just turned from what would you bet to hating on James Harden. It's awesome. I'm saying I'm saying it's all gonna come down to the refs. I don't know anything about Tampa Bay. I've watched zero, over. I've watched zero Tampa Bay games. I couldn't name a single player on their defense. Oh, I, see, I, I thought you were gonna say on their team. I was like, uh no, no, I, I know a couple guys on their team, uh, but is uh, Warren Sapp still on the Buccaneers? <laughs> Mike Allstott's their running back. <laughs> Coach, coached by John Gruden. Yeah. Hey, if they were coached, like actually, if, those... they were, if they were coached by John Gruden, they'd have a shot at beating the Chiefs for some reason. Yeah, I like how all those were like old people. And now we're like coached by John Green, and he's still coaching them as well. But like Mike Allstott and all those guys are way gone. Way like a long time. 
Well, and so was John Gruden until he was thrown a lifeline by the world's dumbest owner. Yeah. With a bowl cut. <laughs> with the world's worst bowl cut. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's a good place to stop. Josh, you got anything else? Boneless wins for the win. All right. So <laughs> you, you could have just said nothing. No, I don't. No, uh, just this Super Bowl is going to be weird, but just eat a lot of food and don't yeah. regret it. That's it. Eat a lot well, of food and don't regret it because next year you'll be too nervous to eat a lot of food. Yeah, and this is the the moment where I remind everybody that Waiting for Next Year now has a Discord. Make sure you you log in, join us. We're having a really good time. Um, it's it's not as toxic, at least not yet, not as toxic as Twitter. Certainly not as toxic as Facebook. We love to be there. We love talking to you guys. And then in addition to that, there's a special channel for the Patreon members. If you go to patreon.com forward slash WFNY, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash WFNY. Any little bit that you can support us would be wonderful. Uh, We are part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Thanks for jumping in, guys. It was good to talk to you, Josh. Thanks for crashing, Dave. Yeah, thanks for crashing you our party. Invited, you sent me the link. I okay. Did so. <laughs> I did, Josh. I, 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 sent, I, I sent him the link after he was commenting like a banshee. Just remember, sure. OBJ, DPJ, KPJ. That's all you need to remember. So in the NFL draft this April, just the Browns have to get players that have a PJ in their name. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah. Just okay. three, three initials, yeah. Somebody send a memo to Andrew Barry. Yep. We're out. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.